0: You always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment, featured on ahlreport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to the Press Zone. That's right. Welcome to the Press Zone on this special night. It is Monday, October 5th. The first full week of the month of October, and we are so glad you're here with us tonight. Why are we here on a Monday? Well, because the draft is tomorrow. And so we uh, know you're going to, A, want to be focused completely on the NHL entry draft's first round tomorrow night, and we wanted to be able to give you a bit of a preview. So... uh we have, as we announced last week, we've broken this week's show into two parts. So you're going to get part one tonight, which is a special NHL draft preview edition with uh, my co-host Rick Stevens and I, and then we'll be back again later this week with some reaction. We'll get to that in a little bit. But for now, we are glad you're here. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Amy Johnson, the host uh, of the show, and I am also the lead correspondent at the AHL Report. And as I mentioned, I'm joined each and every beat each and every week, by my wonderful co-host, and that would be the one and only Rick Stevens. Are you ready for drafting?
1: Now, normally... <laughs> normally... Normally, it's June. <laughs> normally... I, well, I was about to say that. It's it's the end of June, and normally we would be at the draft in person. Um, nobody's going to be there in person. Well, I suppose Gary B- Bettman is, but yeah. yeah, all virtual this year, and... Um, yeah normally we'd be there with our team normally we'd be there with some contest winners um right. in tow sitting in the special uh reserved uh lower bowl seats with our group um but it's gonna all be different this year
0: very and, yep that ahead. said it's it's
1: <laughs> it's still gonna be as good we're gonna we're gonna provide uh all kinds of coverage all this week with as you said two um Press the press zone episodes and then a special draft edition of the Canadians Connection on Saturday. So, um, completely covered. And um, but I'm excited, I'm excited for the draft tomorrow. And as Trevor Timmons said today in his presser, uh, it's like Christmas Eve for for him and his
0: crew. (laughs) That's right, it surely is. And I want to give a special shout out to all of our previous year's uh, contest winners who have joined us. At drafts in Montreal and Buffalo and Philadelphia and Florida and Dallas and Vancouver, did I miss any? There might have been another one in there that I missed. But we have we have partnered with the NHL for so many years to to do a special contest to bring a group of winners uh, to the NHL draft. Uh, that was all set uh, to to go forward again this year when uh, the draft was returning to Montreal, which was kind of a a full circle moment for the Rocket Sports team as well. We're just going to have to wait a little bit longer, but special shout out to all of you listeners who have been our contest winners and have joined us uh, in the past for those draft events. Uh, We're thinking about you. We're with you in spirit uh, and we're looking forward to being all together again hopefully next year for the 2021 draft and and bringing in a whole new crop of of contest winners to join that that special circle of of fans so uh, yeah.
1: and i should just say that that the rocket sports ruling committee has met uh, and for really? those, yes,
0: um, and who's on that? You? Uh, it's a secret group. <laughs> I see.
1: The ruling committee, the, the, the rules committee has met, and uh, for all those that were concerned, um, that they were worried about their streaks because there are there are oh, some yeah. who have been with us. Um, as we've everyone. gone to every draft, have gone from draft to draft to draft, and they were worried that their streak was going to be broken. And here's the deal: as long as you listen to the podcast coverage this week, and then show up next year um, for uh, the draft, then your 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 streak consider
0: consider your Iron Man status intact. That's right.
1: <laughs> That's the official ruling.
0: Exactly. All right, I'll 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 allow it. This secret committee that I. <laughs> Should probably be on, but apparently have not been included. I'll bring it up with HR. Where's that peg down in HR? I got a new complaint for you.
1: Uh, yeah, you keep her busy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I bet I do. <laughs> well, we have. Uh, so it's going to be because we're doing two separate shows this week. Um, we know that with two days of the draft uh, and and three different Rocket Sports radio shows, uh, two for us and one for Canadians Connection this week. We don't want to. Um, I mean, we'd love to, to commandeer all of your time, but we know that you do have a life. So we're going to have a shorter show today and a shorter show on Thursday. So it's a bit of a condensed episode today, two segments. In the first segment, I'm kind of calling it the kitchen sink. It's going to be everything that we normally would have packed into Three segments uh, of a sh- of a regular Tuesday show, uh, and we're going to talk about some news with the the Canadians and the Flyers and and signings and so forth and contracts and some injury reports and things of that nature. We'll take a quick break, and then when we come back in the second segment, that's when we're just going to do a brief draft preview for the first round tomorrow, concentrating mostly on, on the Canadians and the Flyers. What are they going to do with their picks? And also maybe toss out a couple of, of those, those top prospect names that you want to be on the watch for to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where, where certain guys go uh, outside of Montreal and Philadelphia. Yeah. So, um, it's really exciting, Rick. It it is a little bit like Christmas Eve. I have to I have to agree with Trevor Timmons.
1: No, I love to banter with you about it, but uh, bantering—that's uh, another thing. And the rules committee: no bantering this week because of the shortened episode. That's right. So, um, no National Day, no banter. Just right into the show.
0: It's the National Day of Draft Eve. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. <laughs> um, so let's let's get started as we do every week. Um, we have an abundance of Montreal Canadiens and Philadelphia Flyers news. Uh, we kind of alternate every week which of the teams we start the segment off with. Last week, we kicked things off with uh, Canadians news, so we'll start this week with some Flyers news. Uh, and the Flyers have been busy in the last week. Um, the, the ever-revolving uh, flight path over to uh, Europe continues for players. Uh, the Flyers have loaned... Two goaltenders uh, overseas: Kirill Ustamenko heading over to HC Gomel in the Belarusian Extraliga, uh, and Lena Sandstrom just today loaned to um, Västerviks HK, which is in the Allsvenska league. Um, so, Rick, this is this I believe now either under contract. Every every goaltender I believe in the Flyer system is now either under contract here. Uh, or has been loaned out, so it's, uh, it's a it's pretty packed uh, packed rotation over in Europe.
1: <laughs> now we we talked about this last week. Uh, I believe we talked about this last week. Is that there's a difference between the all Svenskin uh, division, the, the tier two and the, the upper tier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that, uh, the, those second tier contracts and the, and the one that, uh, Felix Sandstrom has usually have an out so that the player can come back for uh training camp once those start, when those start. Um, but here's a case of two players, uh, going home, Sandstrom to Sweden and Ustamenko
0: to Belarus. Absolutely. Did I say Lena Sandstrom? I did. I meant Felix Sandstrom. You know, it's it's Monday. My brain is, it's been a day. And we're moving quickly. And we're so. moving quickly. Yeah. So uh, in a day full of news from the Flyers, so that news came out. And then not long after that, you know, we, we've we talked about, okay, well, who's going to re-sign? And what are the Flyers going to do in the back end? Um, You know, and obviously Provorov and and Niskanen would probably stick around because they'd want Niskanen to stick around because he and Provi played well together. He brings that veteran presence, brings some grit, brings the strength. No, Matt Niskanen has announced his retirement today at the age of 33. And it's interesting, um, Chuck Fletcher met with the media today and someone asked him about – how who who takes Niskanen's position? And, and Chuck Fletcher chuckled and said, <laughs> good luck with that one. He's a tough guy to replace. Um, that's a big compliment for Matt Niskanen. And I, and I also saw in passing that Ken Campbell from the Hockey News has an article about it. And it looked like um, Niskanen was already maybe leaning towards retirement, but the thing that really kind of sealed the deal for him was how up in the air next season is. Um, and because of the uncertainty of next season, not knowing if they're going to get thrown into another bubble situation, which he of course endured with the Flyers in in the Toronto bubble, uh, it just that kind of Rick just checked that box off and said, "No, you know what? Um, whatever next season holds for the NHL, I, I'm I th- I think this is a good place for me to uh, to call it a career."
1: It's such a nuisance such a nuisance that bubble thing and the uncertainty and and so at 33 years of age you can walk away from 5.75 million (laughs) dollars
0: i I wish i had that issue (laughs) wow Uh uh-huh yeah you
1: you don't want the nuisance of of 5.75 million dollars um
0: but hey. Anyway,
1: listen. Uh, yeah, it it's. We uh, won't criticize anyone for making a decision uh, based on his family, on on his preferences, and figuring that he's made uh, the money he wants to make, and uh, good for him that he's able to uh, leave on his own terms on probably uh, yeah. one of his better se- better seasons of his career. Yeah. Um. And uh, but yeah, the. The flyers. Uh, th- th- it's a good question. Um, who are they going to replace him with? And and um, does his name uh, last name start with Petrangelo? Um <laughs> Good. You know, it's yeah. Who they do you could. who do you who who fits in? Um, you know you, you look you look through the roster and I was reminded about I had forgotten completely about Samuel Moran. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam's that still part kid, of the that mix. Poor kid. Um yeah, that's 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 really tough. Um another defenseman, Andrew McDonald. Um he's on the payroll for next season. Mm-hmm. Another defenseman, David Schlemko, He's on the payroll for next season. Mm. Of course, both of those uh, no, not going to be on the roster, mm. but their money is. That's right. Um, uh, so, yeah, what what's going to happen? Well, we'll wait and see. But it was, I imagine the farewell party that was planned for Justin Braun was canceled rather abruptly, <laughs> and uh, they got him pen and paper there, and, uh, and he signed uh, for two years at 1.8
0: each. Well, that's just it. You know, it was rapid fire. To, you know, Sandstrom loaned out. Matt Niskanen retiring. And no sooner had you read the headline on that than the Flyers announced that they had uh, re-signed Justin Braun to a two-year deal. Um, because suddenly, yeah, it's okay. Well, we can't lose Niskanen and Braun on the same. Like We're, we're already trying to – needed to fill one hole and probably uh, boost some things in some places. We can't – got to get him locked up as well. So um, – I'm fine with Justin Braun returning. Um, you know, he does a decent job. Uh, no one expects him to be a top pairing defenseman. Um,
1: he struggled at a third pairing
0: defense. He, tr- no Yes, experience. he did. But, but he's, you know, depending on, um, depending on who they end up having on the blue line. Uh, I think his, his experience will, will help. Um, and he was able to come in and, and, and kind of fill gaps and fill holes where he needed to. So I'm, I'm okay with a, a two-year Justin Braun.
1: If Niskanen comes back, not a chance that, that Braun is resigned.
0: No. Correct? I don't think so. No.
1: Yeah. And, and this, we have to keep in mind that, um, that it was revealed that, that Shane Gostisbehere is on, on the block.
0: I don't know that he is anymore. Mm. This might change that. Um, it's possible. It's possible that Fletcher still entertains uh, offers, entertains conversations, but uh, the the leash might have gotten a lot shorter on what he'd be willing to trade Goss to spare for now that he's got a, a a half of his top pairing just retired. Uh, so,
1: all of this has got to be pretty good news for Mark Friedman, who oh yeah, um, you know looked pretty good. Um, when he had the chance uh, this past year, who might be uh, ready to take that next step
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and challenge for a, a third-pairing spot.
0: For sure. Absolutely. And and we'll see what, uh, you know, as we've said, Philippe Myers and Travis Sanheim made a, an excellent second pairing together. I think they play well together, but we'll see. Can, can uh, you know, one of them rotate occasionally up into a top pairing. I don't know. It depends on on how how much their development progresses, but um good to have options.
1: And we'll just remind fans that Robert Hag was re-signed for 2 years. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, uh, he that was. about a week or so ago.
0: Um and the, while the Flyers continued to be busy, they also locked up their backup goaltending behind Carter Hart. That tandem isn't going to be changing because Brian Elliott was re-signed to a 1-year contract extension. For one and a half million dollars, Rick, and this was... uh, Took a haircut. And I think that says a lot about Brian Elliott's A, just desire to to have the future solidified for the next year. B, uh, desire to stay in Philadelphia. And C, he's obviously comfortable in the role that he's playing behind Carter Hart. Um, And he's a good veteran presence for Carter Uh, He's reliable when he needs to be brought in. Uh, He can be a good mentor to Carter Hart. And I think this was, I I think it says a lot about him as a person that he was willing to take a pay cut to stay on for another year with the flyers. Um, So I kudos to, to Brian Elliott, um,
1: half a million dollars reduction in, in his salary. And, and, and there is the tie uh, with the other organization, the Canadians organization, because uh, the Canadians considered uh, when they signed Kincaid, Um, Brian Elliott was under consideration way back when, and uh, the Canadians balked at the $2 million uh, figure um, and passed on, on him. And, and um, so look at, look at the, how it's all sorted itself out. Brian mm-hmm. Elliott signs for a million and a half and uh the Canadians have um Jake Allen at 4.3. Um also today, you know, that that deal um they the Canadians got who they wanted, but uh the, I said at the time they very, paid for expensive, it. <laughs> very expensive, very expensive. Uh, both in terms of assets and and uh, salary, and uh, Devin Dubnyk. Uh, not, and I'm not saying I'd want Dubnik ahead of El, um, Allen, uh, but uh, backup goaltender uh, for the Sharks at half the money because um, Minnesota's mi- retaining salary half half of the salary. So. Um, and and on a one-year term. So it, it's, um, yeah, that, that deal's going to, whether it works out or not, whether it's worth it or not, we'll see. But very expensive for the Canadians.
0: Absolutely. And not
1: so much for the Flyers getting their backup for one and a half million.
0: Yep. And and Elliot said uh in the release, quote, I'm proud to remain with the Flyers. I believe in this group and I'm excited for the future and what we can do as a team. I think also part of it that probably played into it was the fact that they went on a they went on a, a nice little playoff run and they had they had decent success uh in, in the in the round robin. And then they went on um and and got two rounds into the playoffs. They they did a decent job getting through the playoffs. So um, I think that also probably added some excitement for Brian Elliott. And and everything that came out of that room after they were eliminated from, from the playoffs all pointed in the direction of every guy in that room believes that they have what it takes to uh, improve on what they did this year. Next year, And I think I think that's I'm getting the impression that that's the feeling in the room is that, wow, uh, we can't wait to see what we can do next year.
1: And Brian Elliott had a defined role. Um, it, it wasn't just, a, you know, whenever uh, pre, um, um, Carter Hart is tired, it was, um, uh, you know, he had a defined role. He was counted on. He was brought in the playoffs for for the back to backs. He, he and he um, he did pretty well at that
0: he did. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and that's what more can you ask of your backup than just be reliable when we need to call on you? Um, and, and Brian Elliott gave them, it gave Carter the break he needed when he needed it, uh, and was reliable in, in kind of emergency situations, uh, to settle things down. So, um, I like the signing and I, I think it was a good, Good choice uh, for the Flyers and for Brian Elliott. So switching gears, but still speaking of signing goaltenders, the Canadians signed another one, um, clearing up a little bit of a mystery. We all said, hmm, will we see Michael McNiven on the trade block? Well, apparently not, because he has been signed to a one-year contract with the Canadians. It's a two-way NHL deal, earning 700000 in the NHL, 75000 in the AHL, uh, so, congratulations first of all to Michael McNiven. Particularly the way uh, he was treated last year at the beginning of the season, very unceremoniously sent to the ECHL and kind of left there on his on his own um, before he managed to get back to the AHL and and stay there uh, because Lindgren had been called up. Um, but so happy happy for McNiven to see that he's gotten an NHL contract out of the deal. But that leaves a big question mark now, and maybe not so much of a question mark, but a, a, a an underline on Charlie Lindgren's future. Um,
1: and this question came up um, on the Canadians Connection uh, a couple episodes back. Uh, we had a subscriber question uh, and answer, and... Uh, it was asked about the Canadians goaltending situation Uh, with Allen and Price at the NHL level. You have four non-roster goaltenders uh, remaining and what was going to happen. And as I said at the time, I expected that Mark Burgevan would just keep his options open. Uh, So submitting a qualifying offer to... um, are uh, signing, sorry, signing uh, Michael McNiven to a contract keeps that option open. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's Caden Primo, there's Dimchenko, Lindgren. Uh, McNiven and uh, now they can see what happens whether a third goaltender uh, will be allowed uh, will be the roster will be increased for the compressed schedule um, at the NHL level Mm -hmm. uh, and what happens with a new uh, ECH. ECHL franchise in Trois-Rivières and so at this point it's keeping options open uh and signing uh Michael McNiven to a to a reasonable contract and and uh then there's plenty of time for trades or other things to happen there
0: absolutely so congratulations to McNiven on that uh you mentioned qualifying I jumped ahead you jumped the, ahead I a little know, bit I know it's all right it was a little foreshadowing I was trying to rush along uh, you know the flyers have not yet released who who they're i think they have till what thursday to quali- to for mm-hmm. their qualifying offers i believe um because free agency starts on friday um but the canadians have announced uh who of their rfas they were qualifying there are five of them there are three that they did not qualify they did make qualifying offers to max domi charles Soudan. Uh, Noah Julson, Victor Meta, and Xavier Wallet, which means Rick, they did not qualify Antoine Waked, uh, Andrew Sturz or Luchuk.
1: Aaron Luchuk, yeah. The um and we said the the stockpile of of forwards had only um, grown. Well, there's three that I can take off my my running list. Yeah, uh, Luchek and and Wakehead. Um, Wakehead being the you know uh, a good kid that worked hard and yeah, and uh, for sure and with the organization his entire time. Those That's three right. now will be unrestricted free agents and um, will look for for work elsewhere. Um, Charles Sudan was was qualified, but it's uh, been well known that. Uh, Charles Houdon is being uh, shopped and mm-hmm. uh, with Mark Bergeron hoping for uh, a trade um, whether you know we'll see what we've heard all the talk about domi um, and uh, and the others three defensemen that uh, that give some um, um, flexibility there as well
0: I mean well let's I understand why they qualified him um. Had, I've seen about enough of of Willet. If anything, maybe he ends up in Laval, um, but oh, we sure. what we shall see. Uh, so that's that wraps up like the Flyers and Canadians immediate news. However, going beyond um, the the immediate roster, some we have an injury update. Believe it or not, because European leagues are playing already um and one of montreal's prospects uh a name well known to fans yoni ekenen uh looks like he is out with an injury yet again um i feel i feel so badly for this kid i feel like he gets injured he's he's a bit injury prone um He's out six, eight, to six ten, to, eight to ten or six to eight, 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 to week, eight weeks. Eight to
1: ten. Eight it, to ten weeks. Uh, says the says his uh, club team site. Yeah. Eight to ten weeks. So it's a significant injury, and and yeah, that that's um, he's missed a lot of time, and and this this isn't good news for uh, his progression.
0: No, not at all. Um, and and as we've said, it's this is not the first injury that he has sustained. Um, worry a little bit about Yoni Ikonen. You know, he's he's. People who have watched him in, say, World Juniors camps and so on and so forth say, oh, but he looks a bit timid out there. Yoni Ekonen loves to play the game. He has an immense amount of fun playing. Um, And I think that confidence maybe plays into it a bit. and, And when you have a young player who perhaps could use a little bolster in the confidence department when they're constantly rehabbing from injury, it can make that development a bit more difficult. So we're wishing a quick recovery to Yoni Ekanen, uh, hoping he can back get, get back on the ice sooner rather than later. Um, we did say, you know, Uh, European leagues are playing KHL is playing they've had you know kind of stops and starts because of of COVID uh issues uh we in fact just found out today that there's a player on the Armada in the QMJHL who's tested positive for coronavirus and Rick I believe Quebec has handed down uh, some stoppage of of Q play for a couple of teams um
1: for the major centers uh ramparts and uh, for the Armada mm-hmm. uh, in in Quebec City and Montreal, respectively. That they, they uh, won't play for the, uh, the the month of October, um, and you know I, I guess that that uh, uh, it will we'll wait and see on um, the rest of the league, but that's certainly I think about eight games for uh, for each team that uh, they will not participate in this month.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, so it's it's a stark reminder of, A, how well the NHL did. They are, I think, the only professional sports league who managed to get through their return to play without a single COVID case. So kudos to the league for that. But it's a stark reminder that it's still a prevalent issue. It's a pressing issue and just goes to show you how how volatile and fragile these returns to play currently are.
1: And how involved governments are going to be. And we see the Quebec government involved in shutting down two Q teams. We also saw last week where the Ontario League, Ontario Hockey League, uh, may have to uh, consider um, Provincial Sports Minister Lisa McLeod had said, uh, had, 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 made some comments, uh, and said that, uh, we can't be having body checking going on. Can't be having okay. fighting. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> she didn't want any kind of physical contact between the teams. So, um, it's, it's, you know, the, the leagues and the teams are going to have to skate around these, these issues, uh, where governments are, are involving themselves more and more.
0: Absolutely. Uh, one, one event that had gotten stopped and shut down earlier this summer due to the coronavirus was uh, world junior development camps did not happen over the summer. Uh, hockey Canada did hold theirs as a virtual camp, but USA hockey who had planned to do theirs in person uh, was forced to cancel that event. They have since announced that uh, as soon as the draft is done on Wednesday, uh, Beginning the next day, they will run a five day junior world Junior evaluation camp. It will be closed to spectators, uh, media, uh, family members, friends, you name it, it's it's just going to be the skaters and the coaches um, just doing the evaluations that they need to do. Um, so good to see that they're finally getting a chance to make that happen. Of note, uh, there are four players. Two Canadians prospects and two Flyers prospects who did get the invite for USA Hockey to that camp. Uh, that would be Cole Caulfield and Jaden Struble for the Montreal Canadiens, and Cam York and Bobby Brink uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. So good experience uh, for all four of those young men. We will see uh, how many of them gets a chance to participate in the bubble format of the world juniors this starting on december 26th
1: there's also a, a few draft eligible uh oh, players yeah. um brendan brisson uh jake sanderson and 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 others who may well who will have who likely will have teams uh, by the time uh, they join the camp
0: for sure so we'll be sure you know so not only uh all of this week are we going to have plenty of draft coverage but once that camp starts Although it's closed to media, once we get reports uh, to, that start coming out of that camp, uh, probably next week we'll have uh, an update for you on how that camp went uh, and and reaction to to performances there. And so we said that magical D word, the draft, and we know that's what everyone's chomping at the bit to talk about. Uh, The first round is happening tomorrow night. We're just about 24 hours away from the first round of the 2020 NHL entry draft. And so we want to uh, just talk a little bit about what you could expect the Canadians and the Flyers to do with the 16th and the 23rd picks respectively. Uh, And, and just uh, in general, just talk about some of the other big names and where they might go. So, Uh, Get ready for that. We're going to take one quick break. And on the other side, it is time to preview tomorrow night's NHL Entry Draft round one. Don't go anywhere. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained and connected. Learn more about RSM its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media and the AHL Report. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And now I know if you're a a previous listener, you know that this is where I'm going to tell you where to follow us on Twitter. This is an important week for you to do that, particularly since the draft is being held virtually. We're not all together. Uh, We are going to have, of course, coverage of the every round of the draft on on Twitter. Uh, So you're going to want to be sure that you're following us. Be sure you're following at the AHL report. And if you want to follow the Flyers news throughout the draft, be sure you're following our Flyers dedicated account, which is at the Flyers report. So at the AHL report, at the Flyers report, make sure you're following both of those accounts this week in particular. uh, And we'll, uh, especially, you know, if, gosh darn it it's not only is the draft being held virtually this year rick but it's also being held in the middle of the week uh, it's not <laughs> That's it's right. it's not an all day saturday affair for uh, rounds 2 through 7 so if you didn't want to burn a vacation day on Wednesday to pay attention to the draft, don't worry. Just follow along at the AHL report and at the Flyers report, and we'll keep you covered throughout the day. Just check in with us while you're at work, and uh, we'll keep you up to date. So uh, hard to believe that we are here. Uh, The draft is tomorrow night. It looks to be pretty exciting. I think, uh, you know, there's been some years where it's been, oh, who's, is, is it, Who's who's gonna be the number one? Is it gonna be the number one guy or the number two ranked guy? But this year, Rick, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty set in stone that Lafreniere is gonna go uh, first overall. Um, but there's, I think, there's the potential for there a lot, a lot of uh, rankings juggling to go on uh, from from two on down.
1: Well, perhaps the, the only consensus is about the number one pick because after that, even in the second slot. Uh, there seems to be equal um, uh, disagreement as far as whether it'll be uh, Byfield or Stutla. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And, yeah, as you said, then it uh, it can get jumbled after that. Um, interesting today, we heard from uh, Trevor Timmins um, uh, from the Montreal Organization. Uh, and he's in charge of of, of course, the the amateur draft uh, team uh, that he has. And um he said that, you know, this year they have a little bit more to go on, um, and that can be both a, a blessing and a curse in that uh, they have to be careful, be cautious that they're not uh, picking apart uh, because they're able to to analyze uh, these uh, draft prospects in so m- minute detail that they don't start picking things uh, too carefully. Um, said that uh, they've been aided by video scouting, which I'm sure the Flyers and other organizations have as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing is uh, they've had a whole lot more time to interview players. And he said that they've um, interviewed 200 players um, and um, with, with a number of players have gone back for um, multiple interviews. So, um, uh, the interviews are, are playing uh, certainly for the Canadians play a, a bigger part and, and, um, intelligence is, is something that I prioritized, um, on, on Saturday's edition of the Canadians connection, both Joseph Whalen and I, uh, made our, um, three possible picks for the Canadians choice at number 16, uh, Joe prioritized size. He was looking mm. for size, and and certainly, uh, we've heard, um, um, you know, um, Jeff Petrie, we've heard Claude Julien, a number of them, and and even uh, Mark Bergevin say that uh, the team must get bigger. For me, it was it was um, size, uh, or, or sorry, uh, intelligence, uh, hockey sense, vision, that kind of thing, and uh, and work ethic, the compete level. So Timmins said today that his priorities were um, hockey sense, work ethic. Thanks, we agree there, and uh, also skating. Skating mm. is uh, high on their priority list. Okay. Um, so um, all this, they're they're ready to make their picks. As I said, Timon says it's just like Christmas Eve, and then uh, Mark Bergevin said he's quite open to trading the first round picks. So, uh, uh, so Mark Bergevin
0: is the Grinch who's going to yeah, take apparently. away all the Christmas presents.
1: Yeah, apparently, unless with that first round pick he he makes a a, a big splash and solves the Canadians' uh, scoring woes. Um, mm. So, yeah. Mark Burgervan also spoke today. said, uh, you know, he solved most of the problems. Uh, that being, uh, he said the defense is set and uh, backup goaltending is set, and uh, uh, so we'll see if he's if he's active at all. But yes, uh, it's going to be tough if um, you know the, the the amateur scouting crew goes to all of this trouble and then uh, the pick is traded away. Although Trevor Timmons said uh, they're all on board if uh, if it. I mean, it's a politically correct answer mm-hmm. if it makes the team better.
0: I it's It makes my eye twitch because I still have very bad flashbacks of sitting, waiting for the draft to start. I can't remember what year. I can't remember what building. I can see where we were sitting uh, with our group, but I can't remember exactly the building that we were in. Uh, when the announcement came over the loudspeakers that, Bergevin had just traded for Andrew Shaw. Tra- yeah, and it traded Allard away. For, Allard, for basically, two picks. Allard, what turned into Turcott and, um, oh, I can't think of his name. It just left. Debrinket. Just, Debrinket oh, sorry, Debrinket and um, Chad Chris.
1: Yeah, but the. But DeBrincat uh, was the <laughs> but Timmons would have would have taken Gerard and uh, Samuel Girard and uh, Alex DeBrincat with those second round picks yeah. uh, that they traded away for um, Andrew Shaw and then um, um, got a couple of late later picks later second round picks uh, in trading Lars
0: Eller. That's right. So I get a little. Um- yeah, my eye gets a little twitchy when we start talking about Mark Bergevin trading away high round picks. Um,
1: it was the first round pick that he traded uh, the year that uh, Timmons was going to take John Carlson with that pick. Yeah, um, that, that I I do not forget that.
0: <laughs> so um, you know, I, I I'm a I'm a big proponent and big fan of Trevor Timmons. He's a smart scout, uh, and his picks are usually dead to rights Uh, so i would prefer to let trevor timmons work his magic with that with that first round pick but we'll see so with that being said with with knowing what they're looking for rick who who are in your opinion some potential targets for the canadians especially that they're drafting basically halfway down the pack
1: smart smart players players with hockey sense players with vision players uh, at the top of my list is Seth Jarvis out of the WHL in Portland um, just very smart uh, and and high compete level uh, skill uh, perseverance um, really smart and and just a, a, a guy who who can, makes things happen and um, knock on him is, uh, is his size and, and his strength, and, and that's probably, as I go through here, that's going to be a commonality. Uh, Dawson Mercer is, uh, is um, uh, another one that uh, I was pretty high on, and, and Joseph Whalen spoke about him, uh, being that he's a Newfoundland boy playing in the queue. Uh, again, hockey sense, compete level. um issue there is skating uh, for him, um, if the Canadians choose to, to go uh, and add to their defensive ranks, and perhaps a, f- a potential replacement for Shea Weber, it's Braden Schneider. Again, very smart, uh, very tough, very uh, um, uh, immobile, um, a mobile, but a defensive defenseman. Um, offense is is uh, the issue there, a lack thereof. Um, and, uh, if you want, uh, a pure uh, sniper, then you're looking at Radion Amirov, um, good hockey sense, tons of skill, great skater, very elusive, um, strength is, uh, is his issue. And as I said, on the weekend, um, in the, in the 10 to 20 picks, and even when you go beyond that and... So we get to Flyers' territory. Uh, these these guys are going to come with some flaws. So it's important not only to recognize their strengths, but to recognize that that um, you know, they they will come with some flaws. And as uh, Trevor Timmons said today, um, the chances are slim to none that the player that they take at sixteen is going to be in the lineup uh, next season.
0: Well, It's a little bit to digest. It's always, it's always, I think some of the the most fun uh, is particularly for the first round of the draft is, is doing your mocks of, of narrowing down who you believe uh, your team or the team you're covering is going to select and seeing if you're, if you got it right. Uh, So those are, those are four very solid picks. Uh, I would agree with you that, um, Seth Jar- uh, Jarvis and Dawson Mercer are probably high on Timmins list, um, and they have that advantage. They're pi- they're picking at sixteen. It's it's middle of the pack, um, and anything can happen. As we've seen before, and as we said at the top of this segment, um, there's going to be a lot of jostling with the rankings. It's not going to go. Uh, necessarily in ranking order. So it'll be interesting to see who's available at 16. It'll be interesting to see who's available for the Flyers at 23. Um, Brent Flair uh, met with some of the media yesterday and said that he firmly believes that they're going to get a player that's pretty high up on their list um, of of who they're looking at, and um, says that, uh, you know, notes that, you know, in, in past years, you know, last year, if you remember, there were 17 picks from USA's uh, National Team Development Program. Uh, very, they had a very deep draft last year. Flair says this year the CHL is is really the, the league that's got a lot of depth to it. So look there for a lot of names. Um, but he believes that... Uh, and, and his philosophy is, regardless of the player's position, uh, whoever is the highest-ranked player left available on their list when it gets to them at 23, that's who they're taking, um, that may sound like common sense, but sometimes, sometimes teams are, are, are drafting specifically for a position. Brent Flair says, "No, we're taking the highest available player on our list."
1: And we've seen that. We've seen the, the Canadians take a, a center with uh, Kakinami, who who uh, they they wanted a center, the best center available, and that's who they took. And many thought uh, he was higher than uh, they. He went higher than um, his draft rank. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've seen the Canadians focus on gee, we need to take a bunch of centers. Gee, we need to take a bunch of defensemen. So, yes, um, it isn't always best player available. And um, now Trevor Timmons said today uh, they will approach this draft with uh, a best player available. And he said, too, as as I'm sure uh, the, the Flyers would agree, um, uh, Trevor Timmons said they're going to need some help. He's, he said we'll need some helps plural uh <laughs> to get the players uh the player who's uh top on our list all that means is is that other teams bypass those guys and we mm-hmm. saw that that happened last year uh, Cole Caulfield fell yes. further than many expected and those are the kinds of helps Um, Spencer Knight being taken that that's the one that that triggered uh, the the Canadians to know that they were were going to get those helps and that was the one that that uh, helped them in Vancouver both teams both the Flyers and the Canadians are going to need helps given their draft position to get the players they want
0: now uh, you can Flair also says you know you can expect Chuck Chuck has Chuck has a Fletcher has a philosophy that you just always draft a goaltender. Um, so expect to see that somewhere, probably in the later rounds. I would say probably round six, five or six is where you're going to see him draft a goaltender, probably. Um, it won't be in the first round, obviously. They're, and they're they're all set there. Uh, one name, however, if you're wondering, uh, Ridley Gregg uh, from the Brandon Wheat Kings in the WHL. Is, uh, some uh, Sportsnet has him ranked at 22, uh, which is very close to the Flyers, uh, has the family tie. Um, his dad is uh, current Flyers Western Canada-based scout and former Mark, Mark Rigg. Um, but... If Mark had his druthers, according to Flair's presser yesterday, um, his son will not be drafted by the Flyers. He says um, he'd prefer to have Ridley develop on his own without the added pressure and scrutiny being based on the family ties. Um, And so Flair says, you know, he says, quote, it's been a challenge. He's a really great kid. We all know him. Mark was adamant coming into the year and even most of the year saying, quote, I don't want the Flyers drafting him and I don't want our guys doing reports on him. Uh, It's not that he doesn't want to be a Flyer. He was a Flyers fan growing up. Claude is his favorite player. It's more of the backlash. If we drafted him, the media stories and potential criticism as nepotism, um, I get that to a degree, but my point, uh, and so Flair said to him, I get that to a degree, but my point to him recently was that We'll draft him if he's the best player on the draft board at the time. So we're going back to that philosophy. Whoever's the best player available at the time that's on their list, if it happens to be Ridley Gregg, sorry, Dad, <laughs> he's going to be coming to Philadelphia. But um,
1: it strikes me. I mean, Mark himself, he should know about pressure. He was a first-round pick yeah. of the the Whalers. And, and it strikes me a bit of CYA there that, uh, <laughs> okay, you say all this stuff in advance, but um, Ridley Greg is, is kind of a flyers kind of player plays. Brandon, he's a, he's an energy guy. He's, he's a guy that you notice when he's on the ice, he's a buzzsaw. He's the kind of guy that's in the middle of an, of the action. And if there is no action, he's creating the action, um, kind of sounds like a flyer to me. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, He does. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, you never know. Um, you know, while while the center position seems to have s- get, been getting a little more solidified for the Flyers, it'd be interesting to see uh, if a guy like Dylan Holloway falls. Um, that might be a decent pickup for the Flyers. Uh, you know, he's he's he forechecks hard, uh, drives the net. You know, that's something that that Alain Vigneault in particular really harps on. Um, who do you who who out there, Rick? Do you think would be if you had to pick a name, would be a good target for the flyers uh, in the first round?
1: Well, we saw a lot of Holloway and he's a guy that, um, my goodness, scouts are really divided on. And, mm-hmm. and myself, I, I talked about him on, in the Canadians connection. I'm really divided on, um, he's the kind of guy that, um, uh, that is, is kind of scary, um, because he can, he can make or break, um, a scouting career. um, kind of the guys that uh, I think about uh, well um, who is uh, M- Montreal Canadiens obviously obviously are first in uh, the National Hockey League in in all of history and taking f- Francophone players <laughs> who is second
0: oh the Flyers the Flyers you're
1: Absolutely. thinking Jacob Perot?
0: Jacob Perot <laughs> uh, <right>. from Montreal <laughs> yeah. um,
1: there's there's a guy that uh, that would be uh, a nice fit um i i i, I you know I, I can see that happening uh plays in sarnia um who else um talking about uh father connections there's uh brendan brisson pat brisson's uh son mm-hmm. uh plays in the ushl for chicago uh, another player that's been talked about with respect to the Flyers is 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 the teammate of Brendan Brisson, Sam Colangelo. Um, we know that that the the Flyers uh, heavily scout Sweden and uh, mm-hmm. and have that connection. So there's Noel, uh, Noel Gundler. Gunler. Um, and 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 really great. I I think there's there's a number of. This is a deep draft, so there's it going is. to be a number of good choices uh, for the Flyers at twenty three.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're going to cover it all. Uh, As I said, be sure you're following at the AHL Report, at the Flyers Report. Uh, We will bring you first-round coverage, but we will also bring you full coverage of rounds 2 through 7 all day on Wednesday, so you won't miss a minute of it. Uh, And then, of course, we're going to be back here again on Thursday, and we'll give you what essentially works out to the other half of this week's show, where Rick and I break down our 2020 NHL draft reaction. We'll talk about... Who did the Canadians select? Who did the Flyers select? Uh, were they good? Were they bad? What trades were made, uh, if any? Uh, what moves were made? It's good, you know. I think if 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 Christmas Eve, if if the Christmas Eve of the draft is super exciting, uh, the Boxing Day of the draft is also equally exciting because then. You have all the answers, and then you get to figure out, were they good moves? Were they bad moves? Who are you going to get excited about? And that's what we're going to do on Thursday. So be sure you're back again for our second episode this week on Thursday for our draft reaction. Uh, And Rick, uh, of course, as you mentioned, you and Joseph will have a, a special draft edition of the Canadians Connection to fully break down everything Montreal Canadiens related on Saturday. So where's the best place for people to go to make sure they catch all of these episodes this week?
1: The best place is wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure that you're, uh, finding the Canadians connection, uh, and subscribe to that as well as this uh, podcast, the press zone. Uh, you can, in addition to, uh, the podcast, you can, uh, um, Get the rest of our content at allhabs.net for our Canadians fans and um, ahl.report for our prospect coverage,
0: including the draft. Excellent. And uh, as we said... At the AHL report, at the Flyers report on Twitter. You can also be sure to follow uh, Rick and I uh, individually. You can find Rick at all Habs. You'll find me at Flyers rule. Uh, And we are just so excited that the draft is here. We can't wait to see uh, what the new crop of the future holds for Uh, all of these organizations. It's going to be a historical and historical draft, uh, you know, being held in the middle of the week, being held virtually this time, not in person. So uh, as everything goes in in 2020, it seems it's going to be one for the record books. uh, And we are excited to bring it all to you. Uh, Rick, thanks for joining me on a special night on a Monday night to break it all down and preview what the hams and the flyers are going to do. Uh, To all of you out there, enjoy the draft. Be sure you're interacting with with us on Twitter all week. And we'll see you back here on Thursday with all of our reactions. Have fun. We'll see you then. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.